Okay. Good morning. Let's stand up and sing one of our great favorites, which is entitled, What a Day That Will Be. It says, there's coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, what a glorious day that will be. Can we say amen to that? Amen, the Lord is coming soon. All right. Sing it with all our hearts. There is coming a day imagine that day when we get to be with the Lord we are going to be singing we're going to be shouting we're going to be so thankful that earth is over with all its sorrow and pain and death and all the misery we're going to be home forever what a blessing we welcome each and every one of you to the San Ramon Valley Bible Church this morning for our main service in a few minutes our brother Bill Murray will bring us the message from the word prior to that the gospel touch is going to sing for us five wonderful singers singing for the glory of Christ. But before we continue on with the meeting, and we're going to ask our brother Dave Huete to come up and open in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for just the opportunity to be here, Lord, and to uh, 
praise you and worship you. We ask that uh, your message, Lord, touch our hearts and that it just affects every one of us, Lord. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the opportunity of having things to do like tonight's Harvest Fest, Lord. We just um, ask that it be a good testimony and witness to our guests. We thank you for the assurance, Lord, of our salvation and that we know there's going to be a wonderful day, Lord, that we all just go to heaven. We, we pray, Lord, for our relatives and our friends or anybody here who does not know you, Lord. May they be touched today so that they too can have the assurance of that wonderful day. Lord, again, we just thank you for today, and we just ask for, for you to be in, in the message and the music, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. As I said earlier this morning, today's going to be a special day, and tonight we're going to have the Harvest Festival at 6 o'clock at the Danville Grange Hall. Gina, every year, does such a fantastic job of organizing everything, and it is a blessing. And, of course, you know it's kept in my, in my garage through the year. And they came a little before 8 this morning. We had angels coming around my house today, and they took all these things, and they took them to the Grange Hall. But we need some volunteers to come right after church over to the Grange Hall and help get everything set up. You can get a bite to eat first and then go over and Gina will have an assignment so they'll get everything ready to go. As I mentioned before earlier this morning, please bring your food over and have it there by 5.30 and then it will start at 6 o'clock. The kids are excited. They're going to have fun. It's going to be a blessing. Jim? Okay, so we need some help, some volunteers from the men to load up the puppet equipment to take that over because we're looking forward to the puppet show tonight. Sonia puts that on every year at this time, and so it's going to be a great blessing. If you haven't got costumes for your kids, there are some left, and they're up in the junior high school classroom upstairs. If you go up the, up the stairs, the first classroom there on the left has some bins with some costumes, so that is available as well. So tomorrow night, we'll have our choir practice at 6 o'clock, and then at 7.30, there'll be women's Bible study and men's prayer meeting. On Wednesday, the worship team practices at 5, and then at 6 o'clock, choir, and then at 7.30, we'll continue on with our Bible study in Galatians on the fruit of the Spirit. That's a blessing. On Thursday, there'll be the women's Bible study at 10 in the morning, and then the Friday groups will resume next week as well. So... Tonight, if you don't know what to bring, see Debbie. She's here today and, and find out, but uh, that's going to be on tonight. Now, we have quite a few announcements to make for the month of uh, November. First of all, our Thanksgiving concert is going to be coming up on Sunday, November 21st at the 1130 service. And the kids will be singing and the adult choir will be singing Gospel Touch. It will be a blessing Actually, it's just going to be the choir that day, I'm sorry. And then Adel is going to bring us the message from the Word. So it'll be choir and Adel on that day. And that afternoon at 3 o'clock, we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner over at the Grange Hall. So the Grange Hall is going to be utilized today for the Harvest Festival and on the 21st for our Thanksgiving dinner. And we're going to have a great meal. So Debbie is coordinating that. You can see her also for that on what to bring. It's going to be a potluck. It'll be great. Also, on, with regard to Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, which will be Monday through Friday, the 22nd through the 26th, there won't be any meetings that week. So keep that in mind. No meetings during the week. There'll be Sundays, but not during the, that week. Also, our Christmas concert is going to be coming up in December, 
And so we look forward to that too. We've got some flyers that just came on that. And we also have flyers for the Harvest Festival you can give out to neighbors uh, or anyone from the church. At this time now, we're going to ask that the Gospel Touch come up. And they are going to sing for us a beautiful song. And then following that, Bill Murray will bring us the message from the Word.
Good morning. <clears throat> Let's give him another hand. Yeah. I need to apologize. I was sitting back there waiting for the next song. I thought for sure there was going to be at least two. So they took me by surprise. Uh, we're going to start out this morning. I'm going to steal a line from a preacher who used to come here years ago, up until his mid-90s. And uh, we're going to use today our sanctified imaginations. That gives me a little license. You see, there was this person, a Christian, but of late, that person, well, things just, well, they weren't going too well. Situations and circumstances were pretty darn bad. Wasn't exactly what that person was expecting or thinking that that person deserved. And a little root of bitterness started to get into that person, affect their whole life and those around that person. And then one night, that person had a dream. And that person was transported to heaven. And you guessed it, Peter was there waiting for her, that person. Said, can I help you? And that person said, well, I really, I just didn't sign up for this. I just didn't sign up for the way things have gone. So Peter said, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. So you're not happy with your cross. <clears throat> Person said, that's right. He said, no problem, come with me. Forgive me, some of you may have heard this rendition, maybe a little different, bear with me. So he took that person over to a huge, huge warehouse. Very nice warehouse. After all, it is heaven. And as they approached, the doors just opened. And there down the main aisle that seemed like it went forever, and up as high as you could see, were crosses. And he said, just set your cross over there. <clears throat> Take your time. Go find another one. We want you to be happy. We want the old self back down there working for Jesus Christ. So that person went, and my, oh my, what an array. Some big, some small, some tall, some short, some heavy, some light, every possible color you could think of. Tried one after another, too short, 
too long, too hard, too soft, too heavy, too light. And after what seemed to be many hours, if not days, a person returned to Peter at the front, so discouraged, so distraught, that out of this whole warehouse, that person couldn't find one cross that would fit. Peter looked at her. Couldn't find one, huh? A person said no. Wait. I have one more I want you to try. So that person tried that cross, and oh my gosh, nothing felt better, nothing looked better, nothing balanced better. And, and, a, and a little perturbed, that person looked at Peter and said, why did you have me waste all my time out there when you had this one set aside for me? little smile on Peter's face. He'd been there before. He said, that's the one you came in here with. That person woke up. That person's life was revolutionized for the rest of that person's life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you that we once again have an opportunity to open your word, to take a look through your power and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we pray you would give us understanding. For apart from you, we can understand nothing. We are nothing. We can be nothing. But by your grace, by your love, we pray you would help this man stay in the shadow of Christ in the shadow of Calvary. And just bless this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verse 23. For those of you out there, like me, where the print seems to be shrinking in your Bible, we have been so blessed with these, haven't we? <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I love these. The word was never clear. And he, that is Jesus Christ, was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. May the Lord bless the reading of his scripture. Now, the Lord said several things here. He said, if anyone wishes to come after me, the question we can ask ourselves is, why would anyone want to follow Christ? Well, if you're not saved, if you have not been born again, I can agree with that The question. It's a valid question. But if we have been saved... 
if we're truly born again, then the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, indwells us, doesn't he? That Holy Spirit gives us a desire, doesn't he? We can just hear the name Jesus, and it just has a good ring to us, assuming it's not somebody who was saying it in vain, because that'll grieve us. Can you remember what it was like when you weren't saved? I can. I hated God. That's a hard thing to say now. I didn't care about God. I certainly didn't care about others. Was happy that even if I was deceived that everything just revolved around me, things were good. But now, now, I know him. I'd do anything for him, wouldn't you? He rescued us, didn't he? What other better term is there? It should be just a natural reaction for us to come here and just be filled with joy. Be blessed. And you know, the only thing that will interfere with that is sin. Or no salvation. Because then there isn't the understanding, is there? The Spirit of God isn't in us if we don't know him. But once that takes place, I can remember at my work, poor people that stopped, and there were a lot of people around, it seemed like. According to my boss, I just wouldn't shut up. Well, how are you? What's new in your life? Oh, boy, did they get a mouthful. I couldn't wait to tell them. I found Jesus Christ. That should be our reaction. But that should never leave us. That shouldn't go away. There's a song that most of us love. It's just, if not all of us, because it so describes our life in Christ. And it's amazing grace. It's the words to amazing grace. They hold such truths for us who are Christians. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught 
my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Pretty well caps it up, doesn't it? That, I think, is a pretty good reason for wanting to come after him. That's what should be, if it is not in us, it should be in us, to want to follow him. <clears throat> then he says the wow words. I call them wow words. Certain scriptures and certain portions just really speak out at me when I'm studying them. This was when I was a very young Christian. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. Only with Christ in control is this possible. Anybody who thinks that they have within themselves the ability to deny themselves has deceived themselves. It's just not possible. You see people in the world try different things and they accomplish them for a while, then they go by the wayside. Only way a Christian can hope to deny themselves is with Christ. Maybe there's a question. Why should we deny ourselves? Time to reflect back. Maybe you were just peachy keen before you came to Christ. Maybe you were lovable. Maybe you were giving. Maybe you were just Mr. or Mrs. Nice Guy or Gal. Maybe not. That should be a little click, a little light, is why we need to deny ourselves. Ourselves weren't so good, didn't do so well. Hence, coming to Christ, amen? Strongest section, amen? amen. All right, there we go. <laughs> Maybe because they're closest to my poor hearing. We must refuse our fleshly desires appetites, and own willful stubbornness. Anybody got that, any of that? Huh? Thank you, three brave <laughs> souls that you were. I was really throwing yourself under the bus. A quote. If you want to be miserable, 
Think about yourself. <laughs> if you want to be perplexed, think about others. If you want to be filled with joy, meditate on the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, look at that. 1 Peter 2.11. Beloved, Peter speaking. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. They do, don't they? They war against the soul every day, daily. They're out to get us. Just remember, we are in the world, true. We're not to be of the world. Remember last week's message? Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 says it well. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't. There's nothing good there for us. We have to deny ourselves to be successful in our life with our Lord and Savior. We have to deny ourselves, and then he says it. We have to take up our cross daily. Luke puts that in. Matthew and Mark don't, but Luke puts that word in daily. A little clarification there. Every single day, we need to take up our cross. And here's the marvelous thing about that cross. When he's in control, there's no problem. Why, even in the midst of difficulties and struggles and a future that's questionable, we have peace when he's in control. We can be joyful. Others may look at us and think we're a little crazy. But they're looking at us, aren't they? Because we look a little different. And don't forget, that's why we have a cross. Each and every one of us. And that cross is good for us. Because it gets rid of, every, as the time goes on, a little more of us. It makes a little more room for him. And that's why we're here. So others can see and observe and study and want to find out what the difference is. And that's why we're still here, to save souls, to save people that don't yet know him. We all have friends, we have family, Another quote, we all have crosses to bear, but let us not forget that it depends on the spirit 
in which we bear the cross as to whether it becomes agony or a glory. If we're honest with ourselves today, we have to ask a question here. Are we presently miserable with our cross or thankful? Something to ask ourselves. It should be so, so obvious to us, but, you know, sometimes it just isn't. Our life and its situations and its circumstances well they can be difficult can't they but don't forget who allowed them to come our way when you think it's getting a little tough and I say this with all respect and all love read the book of Job <clears throat> now there's a guy who had it bad, didn't he? He really had it bad. If anybody had the right to do what his loving, supportive wife said, curse God and die, well, maybe not so loving, not so supportive. You could rationalize in this world, okay, this guy gets to do it. Okay, I give it, I get it, I get it. This guy, wow. I can't even conceive of losing children. He lost his children. He lost his empire. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Wow. Job, so to speak, well, Job carried his cross gladly. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Our last question is, where should we follow Christ? A quote, anyone can praise Christ, but it takes a man or a woman of courage to follow him. It does but he'll give it to us, won't he? Another reminder, why should we follow him? Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Wow. It simply doesn't get any better than that. Ever come out of someplace that's real dark into light? What a contrast, isn't there? Whether it be just out of a lit house at night into a, a darkness where there isn't any lights around, whether you've ever had a cave experience, by that I mean like Lehman Caves, in, in Nevada or somewhere else where, boy, you're just down there in the endless darkness, and then you come up and you're into the light. 
That's the greatest contrast you can ever find. And that's the contrast he gave us. That should make us happy. And yet, why do so many Christians in today's world have such difficulty with this verse? Why does this verse make so many, I'm talking beyond this church, but yet born-again Christians, I'm talking born-again Christians, have such difficulty with this verse? Well, if they're saved, it's because they've forgotten what Christ did for them at Calvary. They have forgotten what God continues to do for them daily. And they've forgotten where they will end up for eternity because of him. Another quote. Gratitude takes three forms. A feeling in the heart, an expression in words, and a giving in return. In conclusion, with our heads bowed, in our eyes closed, I just want you to listen to the words of this song before I pray. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. At the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages for thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my love, my Lord, I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Ever, only, all for thee. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've had this morning to look at, to listen, to reflect. Help us just to gladly take up our cross daily. We know you give us the ability let us let you help us to deny ourselves who is our greatest enemy.
that we might follow you, Jesus, faithfully, honorably, lovingly, every day. For our lives will be changed and hopefully will change other lives also. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen.